I'm Faraday. Calac- oh my! Shreya. Flynn. And I'm your DM, Ethan. Welcome to Ventureforth. Previously, you all had made your way back to Oakenspire with the intent of freeing some of your guys' friends from the prison there. After a little bit of a debate on how you guys might do that and a long night's rest where Flynn had finally figured out uh, a, a piece of the puzzle in order to cast some more spells, um, you guys went about your day to, to figure out how to get into this prison. Um, you guys had an eventful breakfast and uh, after Kellogg had discovered some books with uh, a little bit of uh, history of Oakenspire and a little bit more in-depth knowledge of where the prison was and, and how the city works, um, you guys were greeted by a large copper dragonborn by the name of Faraday. Um, she had disclosed to you guys that she used to work at the prison. She is ex-military, and she was sent by Hayfried to help you guys actually get into the prison, um, though not at a small price. Um, she had offered her services and you guys had gone about going to the prison and just sort of scoping out the outside. And by the end of your walk, you guys had formulated a coherent plan. Um, you guys had decided that, um, you guys were going to, going to pose as not military necessarily, but, um, some people who are going to be going in to inspect certain areas of the prison. And with Faraday's help, you guys are, are hoping that this thing is going to go off without a hitch. So, currently, it is still morning. You guys are sort of scouting the perimeter of the prison. And as you guys are traveling um, sort of along the this massive wall in front of you that, that marks the outer walls of the prison, um, you guys are sort of walking around it to the left. And just as you, you pass this corner of, of this massive wall... Um, you can actually see the the front of this wall, the main entrance. Um, you see that the walls come together and they stop to form this small slit that is probably only a couple of meters wide, um, and that's the, the main entrance to the prison. It seems very well guarded, um, and that's just about all you guys can, can gleam as you're still a couple streets back and, and looking at this thing from a distance. Um, so just having maybe formulated somewhat of a plan, what are you guys going to do? So, we know how we're getting in. Any plans on how to get out? Well, it it occurs to me that maybe we could do a a relay of sorts. But maybe we divide up and some of us go to find these people and then somehow uh, someone transfers them to a party that's there to get them out. Uh... Faraday, is there... Are there ways out? Are there any, you know, smaller tunnels that maybe lead out of the city or something? It's a mine. Out of the prison. Precisely. (laughs) Unless you have a way to scale with all your... um, All the people that you've come here to save. Unless you have a way to scale these walls, really... You're looking right at your only option of escaping. Okay. Um, um, 
how far apart guards are on the wall. Like, is there any section of wall that doesn't have as many guards? The walls are constantly patrolled. Okay, but... If that patrol went to sleep... And... Are, I see like there are like little hollows like in the wall, like how far apart are they? I mean, if say we got to a section and the patrol for that section wasn't around because of reasons. Reasons. How much time would we have? Yeah, I mean, my time doing the, the duty, did I work on the patrol? Do I know like how, about how long it takes to do like watch their sections? Um, you had taken over patrol a couple of times, not as much as when you were in the main uh, section of the prison. Um, but you, uh, you do know it's a pretty constant watch if something like that were to happen, if a patrol were to go to sleep. Um, you would know that there's about, I'd say a five minute window, um, where no guards would would pass that area. Um, But you do know that on the perimeter, guards all patrol in in groups of three. There's always three of them together. Um, So that's what you would know. So the issue is that on these patrols, you've got about three guards generally that are patrolling. You may have at most five minutes where if if you can find a way to to get through, that that is your grace period. Okay, so five minutes to run from one section, or like from the main wherever we come out to a section of wall mm. to get rid of three people to then break through the wall. Here's my thought, right? <laughs> um, Timmy, I feel like it's an easy one. Zeta, maybe uh, also easy, possibly. I think we focus on getting them out through this window of opportunity that we'd have. And then uh, with Xavier, I think we hope that Xavier has some skill he can apply. Because by the time we're that deep in, there's going to be more than outer patrols we'll have to get past with him. So you think we should get two out first before we even go look for Xavier? I think that may be wise. Otherwise, we're trekking through the mines, the prisons with Timmy. Well, maybe Zeta can help. Do you know the state of th- these... So there are three people, three three beings you're trying to get out. Do you know the health status of them? How much assistance are they going to need? Don't know anything about Zeta. Really. Anything about Zeta at all. But uh, Timmy, I think, was fine as long as they didn't break his knees or something. I have an idea. So we have one kid that's locked in the top area, and we have another person that's from a temple who is also a healer like you. You're going there to heal people or check on well-being. What if, what if Timmy is very, very ill, and we need to get another temple person to help, and there just so happens to be one later on, and, and we bring up bring up Theta and have her help. Depends and it, on what she's in prison for. But maybe if maybe we can pretend that it's like she has the answer to solve his ailment and then maybe we say we need to take him to a temple or else he's going to die. And that's how we get them out of here because if we break them out and we cause alarm, 
it's going to be a lot harder to get Xavier out or to get to Xavier. Is it possible that we could say that her god gives her something different to help with? Yeah. Than your god? I don't know how the new gods work that well, but I, I guess it stands to reason. Depends on who we're arguing with. So okay. the proposal is we find Timmy. We discover some ailment. Terrible ailment, yes. Uh, it is beyond my power to heal. We look through... <laughs> I understand that Zeta is among their ranks here. But, but we need... The, but, but first, before even any of this, first we have to get the manifest because if we can see the manifest, then you can say, I will look through the manifest and see if there's anybody from other temples here. And then you can find Zeta. Or you can ask and be, hey... Timmy's really, really sick. Do you have anyone in this prison that is a healer? But then or they might which send god? us to Yeah, any you have to find the right god. It has to be that I know Zeta from, is an accomplished From healer. the temple of Zeta's temple. Leitiel. Leitiel. Um, I, I think it's fine that I, I, the, the, the temples are fairly well connected, at least in my experience. I don't know how much different it is in Kaldor, but uh, we knew every Ka'om and Ka'ji uh, fairly well. Maybe not by a first name, but you would know what temple they hailed from and what their works were. So it could be that I know that Zeta is an accomplished healer and that this is a particular element that is uh, her speciality. But, but wouldn't it be shocking? Like, you shouldn't know that she's in prison. Well, maybe if you guys are well-versed in each other's ongoings, maybe you know that Zeta's been locked up just from talking to other temples. Yes. Th that seems a little bit... Well, I don't think so because I think it's We need to look at the seems, manifest first anyway. It right? seems a little bit like shady to be like, oh, you also have this person. It's like, no, you need to look at the yeah. manifest and that's how you discover that she's there. But and we'll, then you can be like, she should be able to do this. Will they let us have the manifest? Well, we would need it in order to inspect all of the all of the health and safety of all the people. We would have to have the manifest. The would list. they not just have like a, a, a clerk that just goes with us that has the list? Great. If Fine. he has the list, we can look over the list. Just also, yeah, that's a good point. before we even get inside, we are talking about a forgery that would have to be much, much more convincing than simple a simple sentry checkpoint. This is a prison in the capital city. Perhaps we should do some research on how to create such a forgery. Yeah, Faraday, do you have any experience with people coming in to do health and wellness checks? Like, What, what kind, kind of, of writ of passage would they need? Yeah, what kind of paperwork would they maybe need? So would I know that they need like an East particular kind of like certificate or paperwork or anything like signed, sealed? Um, there's a lot of different ways that you would be able to do it, but a, a lot of the ways would need like an official seal or an official signature. The thing is, and thank you, Shreya, because that is absolutely correct. In a place of absolute law and order as Kaldor is, I have my own credentials, but for you to get in, you would need some sort of writ proof or or, or records with permission. Well, we happen to have a seal of our own from the Caldarian army. There's a story there, but go on. <laughs> um, yeah, it involves a ship and some, you know, it's a long story. I don't <laughs> like to talk about it. Um, but yeah, we have um, our own seal that we can put on any document we want. Mm-hmm. Whenever and, we want to. And with your help, we might be able to make it, make it more, more convincing. convincing. Yeah. Yes. Um, Do you like our plan? 
Does it seem promising? Okay, let's work <laughs> through it. Yeah. Zeta comes along. Let's say she understands what we're doing when we uh, go to her. Mm-hmm. And Zeta is your temple friend. That's right. Yeah. Um, she does not know us, but uh, I think she'll get the drift. Um, and I mean, theoretically, we don't have to get her out, but. I just feel like we should, don't you? I do. <laughs> we smile at each other. <laughs> um, um, she and I heal Timmy together. Mm-hmm. Or no, we, they ha- he has to get to a temple. That's yeah, the, yeah. That's so the maybe she gets once we get her to Timmy, she realizes that the answer or the the way to fix Timmy is to take him to her temple. That's right. the only place that he can that he can be. And they can go with an armed guard. It's fine. Like it, it's okay if armed guards go with them, right? Yeah. But then the armed guards will take them back. Well, we'll figure it out later. Well, maybe we get Xavier to take us to the temple and then we leave. But at least then we only have a couple of guards in a temple and not a prison. It'll take a long time to do this ritual to fix Timmy and she needs a room to herself. And while she's fixing Timmy, we go back in and get Xavier. How do you plan on communicating that to Zeta? Well, don't you have that spell you can talk to people's minds? He didn't make it ready! I didn't. <laughs> but we could do it tomorrow. We could also... We could also do this tomorrow. That's true. But I'll, I mean... make plans overnight. It could also just be something we tell her in passing, you know? If, I, especially if we're walking through the city, it can be something we bring up to her. Or if... if have another idea. Just another one. Um... Instead of saying she has to get to a temple. No, getting them out is the best idea. Like getting them out with a couple of guards and yeah. then and, and then maybe it's a ritual. The and yeah. then it's like maybe maybe it's a twenty four hour ritual and yeah. she's gotta be there for twenty four hours. We can we can uh, incapacitate the guards once they're outside of the prison. Yeah. Not in a non dangerous way. Well, or non-lethal. they or they just stay outside. They stay outside of the temple where the ritual's going on. We go get uh, Xavier, and Xavier helps get all three of us out. Mm-hmm. All three of them out. You know? We could just leave them there for the 24-hour period of the ritual and take that time to get Xavier out and then figure out how to get them away from a few armed well, guards. Well, they won't actually need the whole 24 hours. That just gives us time to get exactly. Xavier. Exactly. And then once we get Xavier, we can figure out how to get them away from the guards. But I think getting them out of the prison with no alert is the most important thing. It's right? paramount. Yeah. Hey, and then we can make our way to Xavier un- un- without any more and alerts. Ha! Huh, and you've met Timmy before. So I really wish you had that spell today because if you had that spell today, we could start prepping it tonight and then you could go to sleep and have more tomorrow because you won't get tired. But no, <laughs> you didn't have to prep it today. <laughs> okay, so here's Listen, what we're going to do. It's not an exact science when I'm communicating <laughs> with Zachary of which of his powers I'm going to use. I, well, I, she was I, in your body for like a few moments, so less, she's probably I in that. I totally get it. I understand it 100%. Most of the time, I just open my mouth and words come out that I don't even really understand the complete meaning of. Okay. That's happened to me before. Well... Regardless, Not in the morning, <laughs> we can wake up. In the morning, we can wake up and you can send Timmy a note, a little voice message before we even get there so that he can start acting sick before we even get there. And then maybe when we get there, they're like, oh, actually, yeah, there is somebody who's sick. Maybe you can help. I love this plan. Sorry, I'm excited. And then 
we're like, yeah, yeah, of course we can help them, but we have to do an inspection of all the prisoners. And then we help him. And then we're like, oh, no, 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 I can't help him. We need somebody stronger. Or we need somebody associated with this temple. Um, and then you find out that Zeta's there. And then they treat her, trotter, treat her, trotter. And then we're like, okay, now back to our duties. And we continue to inspect and continue to inspect. And then we find Xavier. And then we somehow get out. I like it. I think if Xavier is as powerful as I, I have heard he is, he may He help. might be so tired, guys. I don't know. I'll, I'll just have to improvise. <laughs> so assuming we can get Xavier free, he may be able to assist us with his own escape. That's right. If we can get the, like, cuffs off yeah. him. But Timmy may or may not be in a position where he can assist and would need maximum assist in his. Yes, Timmy's a very frightened boy. Yeah, he's just a kid. And your your other friend. Zeta? Yes. Well, I would we call her? Uh, we have never really. We've never met Zeta. We were told about Zeta way back when, when, when we needed some help and somebody pointed her in our direction. Um, but then when we got here to find her, we found out she was in prison and it's not necessarily our fault that she's in prison and it's not even really our fault that we even know her name but now that we do know her name i don't know if we can just leave her in there and and her temple said that she was a good person and that she they didn't know why she was there and that they couldn't imagine anything that she would have done that could have ended up with her there the way that they respond to the slightest uh slights here it seems that it could be any reason or she could be a really bad person that we're releasing into the world. Well, I think we'll be able to tell when we get there. What if she's got, like, a giant tattoo of a red wolf? Then we may have to reconsider. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then maybe Kelly figures out a way to fix Timmy at his temple. <laughs> uh, also a possibility. Um, well, I'd like to just ascertain a few things while I can. And I'm going to get... As close as I can to the walls, DM, of this thing without being conspicuous. Uh, and um, I will um, uh, pull uh, uh, a tether um, across my face so that it forms... I, I don't think anybody would actually see it, but in my mind's eye, I would... <laughs> uh, uh, there's just like strands of tethers that I'm pulling around almost in a cocoon fashion and I turn with it until it's like spiraling down me and I will say Invanio and cast Locate Creature Hey uh, uh, If uh, they're within okay. a thousand feet of me and I will do it on um, Zeta Oh wait, no, I haven't seen Zeta so mm -hmm. I have to do it on Timmy you're looking for Timmy? I'm looking for Timmy. <laughs> okay. Um, as you cast this spell, um, let me see. Young Timmy Flurd. Okay. Um, <laughs> Timmy Flurd. So you cast Locate Creature. Um, the specifics of that spell, you get a, you get an exact point of where he is, correct? You sense feet. Uh, the direction to the creature's location as long as that creature's been about 1,000 feet of you. If the creature is moving, you know the direction of its movement. Okay, um, you would, uh, let's see, Timmy would ping, he would definitely 
show up on on um, your your scopes here. I'm yes. tracing the these the strand I've pulled to me is like spiraling out into other tethers throughout the mm-hmm. sort of veil. And okay, um, looking for him on the strings. As you are sort of up on this wall, um, now I have to ask for specifics here. Are you doing this on? There's a large portion of the wall that is completely flat where the front gate is, where the entrance is. And then there's also that long, flat wall that didn't have anything on it where you guys had approached. Um, are you doing this on, on that wall with the, the entrance on it or the one that doesn't have anything on it? Mm. What's easier to hide when doing this, right? You probably what, wanna... would be the, what would be the one that would appear to be like deepest toward where the mines go, I guess? That would be what I would probably lean toward. For sure. Um, from what you can tell at these the angles that the wall is at, it is making a giant pentagon. Okay. okay. Um, and so you would have to be in the middle of one of these walls to be sort of at closest to mm-hmm. the center. Okay. Um, that would be at the wall that you guys approached. If you were at the center of the wall with the gate, you would be at the gate. Mm. Um, so it would probably be at the other. Okay. So with that, um, you... Uh, let me see. He is um, almost directly ahead of you. But down, mm. down quite a ways, mm. um, almost to the extent of your range. Wow, a thousand feet. So if you're looking for him, yeah, he is almost. It, it's it's more down than in front of you, even. Yeah. Okay, Just hit me. <laughs> what yeah. did you do? <laughs> That's like no, that, that should be the the piece of cake. Yeah. I uh, I uh, have this cocoon and I struggle against it a little bit as I'm unraveling it and I uh, will return to the party. Well, I can confirm Timmy is in fact in this prison. Uh, he's a thousand feet down, uh, approximately. What? Uh, he's very far down there. He just didn't have papers. Why is he so far down? Uh, he. That is quite an offense if you don't have your papers in Oakenspire. Apparently everything's an offense here. It's getting kind of annoying. Welcome to Oakenspire. And you want to stay here? I was getting ready to head out myself. Okay. Um. Is there an elevator? This is the kind of thing where to get into the prison at all you have to drop down. Because maybe he is at the front and it's just... You get to the wall and then you drop. That would be an added part of the security features in this prison that we need to consider. And I think that now that you have an idea of what we're facing and how we need to navigate this, I think we need to perhaps get some more... have a longer discussion about possibly this plan and if I'm not mistaken the if we are lucky one of the libraries might have an archive that may potentially have a blueprint of the prison so I could better explain sort of what may we may be facing can I get a lay of the land would be you can go check out that bookstore yeah do you think a library would actually have what what library would you have to go to to, to have information about the prison system seems like pretty more secret about our, stuff. Yes. 
and it's more about the uh, architectural blueprints. But yes, in Oakenspire, they're not exactly expecting anyone to be foolish enough to use that information. It is That's... sort of a death wish if you are going to try to break into a prison. So it's more just like knowledge for future. It's, it's like an archive that's just like, hey, if you want to build a great prison, here's an example. Not like they would never think that you would actually. Bro- okay, okay. That but also sense. they have the information for it when they need to do maintenance and repairs and also just sort of the history and the the building of uh, Oak Inspire and potential for other use that even I may not be aware of um, as far as how if it is an effective structure it may I, I'm not certain the layout in Solaris is I've not really worked in the prison there um, good for information for what may be an effective use should they choose to expand but having those records there maybe it, again it is possible i cannot guarantee that it would be there but can you take us to a library that might have yes would it be available to us or would it only be in the central part of the city or is it available to the public or these are all things we don't know (laughs) or it may only be available to someone who has had military experience right it's time to earn your gold then why don't you lead us to this blueprint where is the closest library? <laughs> um, yeah, so the closest library um, is uh, actually not too far from here within the city. Um, you know one just a couple blocks away that's got a pretty... It's it's pretty big. It's pretty extensive. So at least at this point, that's probably your best bet. So um, you guys take off and head over towards uh, that library. Um, Before and that, can I hold out my hand for my 25 gold? <laughs> Of course you can. Of course you can. I high five her. <laughs> and I say, um, you haven't really given us any insight yet. Hey, blueprints first. Yeah, I think blueprints would consi- would would equate insight. Right now, the 25 was the consultation on your plan, darling. You didn't give us any consultation and on the plan. we came up with the plan ourselves? Yeah, you haven't given us anything yet. I don't think you've given us any information we couldn't have gathered on our own. And that yeah. we didn't gather on our own. True. Pull out five gold and hand her five gold. <laughs> and then I pull out five gold as well and say, you did tell us about the ways that the guards fluctuate. That's worth five from me. Okay. You get so the you rest when you get out of the blueprints. Can. Deal? Does lunch come with it? I mean, yes. how much time do you have? Yes, but like you're like, <laughs> I'm so busy. I've got so many things to do. Yes, lunch will come with it. Can we get the blueprints? Only if we get the blueprints. Deal. Good. All right. Um, so you guys head off to this um, this this archive here. Um, you guys approach, and uh, above this intricate doorway is a sign that says "The Flight of the Mind," um, and uh, in in these beautiful like um, uh, blue letters that it's painted into the doorway. Um, and as you guys walk in, you see it's it's a huge building just lined with books and shelves and it's got these um these rows of bookshelves all in the middle and these tiny little um tiny little corridors that you can just barely squeeze in between these these 
bookshelves that are just stacked on top of each other. Um, you also see a spiral staircase in the center that goes up to a second floor. And you see the spiral staircase continues onto a third floor. You can't really see past that with the angle that you guys are at, but it definitely goes up higher. Um, and wow. as you guys um, uh, walk into this this bookstore, um, you are greeted by a um, an old dwarven lady who's got this this stark platinum hair and um, she's actually got a couple of books um, in her arms and she has these these um, beautiful blue robes that flow down to the ground and almost trail behind her on the ground as she's walking and she uh, she walks up to you all and before, before we before we kind of like get too close to her I'd yeah. like to um, kind of like whisper to everyone and say maybe it would be less suspicious if we're all looking for something different okay yeah yeah okay. got it how would I be of service to you all? Hi. Um, I'm looking for some books on um, alchemical mixtures and and um, ingredient lists. Alchemical mixtures. Um, that is going to be on the third floor, um, sort of in the far corner. Um, you're going to see a, uh, a specific section labeled with such, and uh, that's going to be your playground up there. Uh, Thank if you. If that's what you were looking for. See you later. Yeah, and I just... Hang on, uh... <laughs> have anything on rare diseases oh uh rare diseases um that is going to be fifth floor um if you go and you're on the top of the staircase um you're going to take a right and then there's going to be uh, a couple of bookshelves and you're going to see uh, a label with infectious diseases um and it's going to be the next five or possibly six bookshelves off after that perfect thank you um do you have any books on magic or um spells um, maybe in, uh, the, the, um, yeah, just the, just that, uh, seventh floor. Okay. Thank you. Yes. And I'll, I'll head off to the seventh floor. Would I already have an idea having lived in Oaken Spire sort of where I might want to look myself? Um, yes, you would know that, um, these archives of this sort, um, are going to be in a designated section that is usually behind a locked door. Not like security, but um, just more out of the way than the rest of the books are. You would know that going in. Um, hello, yes, ma'am. Um, I'm sorry, what is your name? My name is Aurelia. Aurelia. Um, so, I was hoping if I may, and I reach into my pocket and I, I bring out my military credentials, I'm doing some... Um, I'm working on a contract to do and help with some um, inspection and architecture work. I do need some access to um, some special research. Um, yeah. Um, if I may, I I will need access to the architectural archives for um, Oak Inspire, please. Oh, um, yes, uh, right this way. Uh, before I go to that, um, oh, yes. Mr. Bird, is there any... Uh, section that I can point you to in particular. Well, uh, <laughs> now that you ask, um, I would perhaps like to know uh, if there's a section dedicated to uh, the metaphysical, perhaps the different planes of existence. I recently had a run-in with one of them, and I... Assuming that uh, you lot can figure out the bulk of... If you don't mind, if I could do a little foray on my own. Um, yes, yeah, so that is uh, second floor. Um pretty much the entire right-hand side of the floor. Um, might I join uh, my dragonborn friend here uh, in our perusal of the archive? Um, 
are you able to speak for him? And he has no credentials. I just want to make sure that he's yes, not... I can vouch for this man, yes. Okay, then you are more than welcome to. Yes, take it kindly. And then I'll definitely check up on infectious diseases. Okay, fantastic. Um, right this way. And she uh, sort of takes you along and um, she walks you over to uh, one of the, the side walls and there's a little break in the bookshelves and there's a door there. Um, and she reaches down into her back pocket and takes out a, a ring of about 15 different keys. And she fumbles with some of them and she puts one in and tries it and it doesn't unlock and she pulls it back out and she flips through some more and puts another one in. The second one actually clicks and unlocks and it opens up. And um, as it opens up, you look into the room and it's um, it's it's definitely smaller. It's a much smaller room um, than this expansive library that you've been seeing around you. Um, the ceiling is quite a bit lower, and there are fewer bookshelves, but she lets you in, and once you both are in, she closes the door. You don't hear it lock behind you, but she just closes the door um, and lets the two of you go about your business. All right. Well, uh, how big of a room is it? Um, it, it? It's still a pretty big room. It's just not as expansive as the giant library. I'd say it's it's about uh, 30 feet by 50 feet. Okay. Uh, you want to take that half? I'll take this one. And we'll just try to find this blueprint. Sounds like a plan. All right. See if we can find something with the mo- most recent blueprints. I don't know if there's going to be multiple Although, versions. Uh, if we found something older, then we might be able to expose some kind of structural weakness as well that new ones might not account for. So, anything relevant. All right, I'm going to have both of you guys make an investigation check for me. Investigation. Don't let me down. Uh, it's a 19 for Kellogg. 18. Okay. Clean. Um, nice. So as you guys are looking around the room, um, Kellogg, you uh, scan the perimeter. And as you're going through these books there, um, from what you saw on the outside, it's all like books, hardcover books. And from what you see in here, you get a couple of books and then there's like a couple of scrolls. Then there's a couple of loose leaf papers and a couple more books. Um all still very well organized, but just the formatting of this information is a lot different. And you scan around the room and and you go around the edge and you can't find anything. Faraday, you do the same thing. You start on the other side and you can't find anything. And you guys, at the exact same time, (laughs) meet right in the middle as you guys both spot architectural blueprints for the prison. (laughs) Oh, uh, sorry. You you can. (laughs) Thank you. Start rifling through. Okay, you start rifling through. Um, and Kellick, as you see her her flipping through. Um, oh, standing newbies. I light up my arm and I hold it above. So perfect. Can read <laughs> yeah. Uh, you. you guys can definitely see it. So these are what you found is the most basic of, of blueprints here. Pretty much just the structural plans for like a um, a building crew to go in and, and see where the walls are and everything. There is several different levels. So on the first page that she flips through, um, you see the ground level. Um, you see this giant pentagon and you can see sort of some of those towers that you were looking at from the outside, these guard towers. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys see that a lot of it, like a lot of the structure is like open area. So there's the outer wall and then there's the inner buildings. Um, and then the rest of, there's like a, there's like a, quite a big gap from the outer wall to the actual buildings. Um, You see in the front, you saw where the front gate was when you were actually looking at it, Um, but now you can sort of see that it's a two-tiered system. 
where there actually you can count it as a, as a three-tier system where there's the initial gate that you go through um, a checkpoint in there with with guard posts and then another checkpoint to get in um, you see a one main giant building you see a couple of rooms in there as well you're not able to determine what the rooms are you're just sort of able to see the layout of them um, as well as a couple of rows of cell blocks and then one sort of building in the middle um, and then you can also see flipping to the next page you can see that there are sub levels so this is a prison that you had probably previously determined goes deep underground it's not tall um, there's just the one main level and then it go- all goes underground so there is the first uh, sub level um, where there's a, a staircase that goes down into it um, sort of in that center building um, and in there you see four sets of elevators um, you see each I, as we see these I, I look at it and I tap on my forehead with this yeah <laughs> Um, you see four different rooms, um, one on each side uh, of the room, and uh, accompanying a couple of elevators that go down. Um, looking at the next page, you see that there are several different types of sublevels here that the elevators actually go to. Um, some of these sublevels have more cells that are smaller. Um, some of them are a little bit bigger, and then um, there are some that are, are even larger than that, but they're mostly... Um, formed in like these two-tiered circular systems. So each floor has like a circle of um, cells on the right and a circle of cells on the left. That is what you see. Um, any, <laughs> do we see any structural deficiencies and or like alternate pathways in any way? Um, you see that uh, in these plans, you can look on the on the first page on the ground floor. All systems leading in and out of the prison have been completely cut off. Um, this okay. could, on lockdown, you see that this could effectively serve as its own miniature city and and survive on its own, completely cut off from the rest of the world. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And seeing him realize this, I'm just gonna wink. An unruly, errant sailor. Would you use your bigger cells or your smaller ones? Would you want more space for the mage or less? Also, DM, um, yeah. do I know the depth of each of these? Is there any kind of um, uh, like indication of depth in the, in the blueprints of how deep they go? Yeah, so um, you see there's the first ground level and then there's the first sub-level. And then you can see that um, it goes, each of them, each of these like pairs of elevators goes down to what's marked here as 74 levels down. Um, so there are, you can't tell exactly how deep in feet or meters that is, mm. um, but you can see that there are at least um, 74 floors of prisoners here. So potentially, Timmy could be on the first sub-level. He'll be the first um, prisoner still, despite uh, the appearances. Depending on the severity of the crime, yes. So they, depending on the reason why a uh, someone is to be incarcerated, that is part of what determines what sub-block they would be housed. It makes sense that the 
worst criminals would be the lowest down. It's harder to get up than anywhere, than in any other direction. More forces opposed than normal. And you could lock down elevators, in, in theory, if you just disable the magics or whatever kind of trinkets are uh, keeping them operating. Um, well, none of this directly contradicts our plan, and it helps to solidify what we're doing. Doesn't give us any other ways out. Once we find Xavier... How well do you know this Xavier person? I don't know him. How well do you know Hayfried? Well, years and years, one of my closest friends. You said two years. That's years. Yes. Not and years. So, speaking to what knowledge we have of people, I've known Alma for really maybe a month, maybe a month and change. But uh, I trust her, and the savior person seems to have her best interest at heart. So I'm willing to lay it on the line for this. You know, we we're trying to save the world, but you have to start with the people in front of you. I learned that recently. So, I'm starting here. Hope that answers your question. Does I'm just... Your friend has no allegiance to the Kaldorian army, is that correct? I'm trying to... I'm concerned... If your friend is such a threat... The Kaldorian army may see them as an asset, and I just want to know that it's not going to be an issue that they may have allegiance towards Kaldor. Who? Xavier. Xavier. No connection. You think Xavier, why would he, why I, would, if he was allegiant to Kaldor, why would they keep him imprisoned? Again, as I said, once you've been in the military for a while, the they have ways of bringing you over to what they believe and how they believe. I uh, don't know Xavier, but uh, if he was able to keep Alma calm, I expect he's got an iron will. And I just start laughing and I clap him right on the back. Ah! I literally just like nearly hit the table with my <laughs> forehead. <laughs> she is a powerful one though. Quite entertaining. I, yeah, spend a couple of days with her. Um, no, I, I think Xavier's not going to be swayed into any sort of favor with Kaldor unless it connects to whatever sort of research he was up to. So, um, so definitely someone who's going to be quite well guarded and so I have an idea. Say Xavier's mm. on the bottom floor. Can I tell from the blueprint, DM, yeah. how these elevators are powered? Is there any kind of indication? Uh, there is uh, There is an indication that they are mechanical. Okay. Um, non-magical in nature. Um, you see another another blueprint for their inner workings. Okay, and is there like a failsafe in that in that additional blueprint of like 
say, a prison break were to happen, that they would lock down the elevators? Um, uh, you do not see that on there. Okay. My fear, right, is that mm-hmm. we make it to Xavier, we free him, and we trigger some kind of an alarm. There's only so much magic we pre- can prepare for, and even mechanical means. I mean, this this is a little behind, beyond my uh, comprehension, honestly, looking at the intricacies of it. Um, what if we get to Xavier, we free him, and they lock the elevators, and Xavier can't produce his own way out? Is that a, a worthy concern? Absolutely. Right. Which is why I wanted to know what your your plan was, your group's plan was. Um, improvisation. Uh, but uh, in lieu of that, I would say, uh, maybe there's something here uh, we can uh, learn of, of how we might start an elevator back up. Or if we can climb whatever kind of uh, elements are used in constructing it. Perhaps, perhaps. Um, do we see any other papers or forms that may be of use for um, Kellic? Not immediately, but uh, Kellic, looking at some of these, uh, some of these blueprints, you do see that um, in order to get to um, to the actual prison area, the only way down to the cells are through the elevator. Okay. But once you are on the floors with the cells, along with the elevators that are there, there are also two sets of stairs um, mm-hmm. on each section of of the um, each floor. Do I see where those stairs connect? Do they lead back up? They lead to and from each floor. Um, There's an initial elevator and then stairs. Yeah, so the elevator can take you wherever you want to go. But in order to get down there, if you want to use the stairs, you would need to use the elevator first to get down to the cells, and then you'd be able to use the stairs. Um, So you wouldn't be able, if you were at the top level of the cells, you wouldn't be able to continue climbing the stairs. They stop. You would have to use the elevator to get that last floor. Okay. But the elevator could go all the way down to the bottom. Yes. Gotcha. Right. So we just need... Uh, however many feet this this first so the first sub-level is the one the first sub-level is the, the 74 lo- floors or how low how low down is the first sub-level from everything else or no what's the what's the <laughs> distance Jesus Christ what's the distance between sub-level <laughs> 1 and, and sub-level 2 like if we were to climb this elevator shaft for example how high it is, is that climb it's immediate there's like there's the roof of one is the floor of the other one. Okay. So there's no like massive so drop. One level. It's one level climb. in between. Yes. Well, that's not out of our power. We have a man with wings. He can carry at least one of us. Well, at least one. That's hopeful. Um. I don't know what Hayfrey told you about us, but hopeful uh, arrangements. You know, good odds. It's not our thing. And then I'm very glad we came and got more information. As am I. This is a, a great help. Uh, anything else you want to look at while we're here? And I hold out my hand for the rest of the gold. <laughs> uh, I'm skint, myself. Uh, you're going to have to look <laughs> the flin and Alma and Shia for that. Well, then... Shall we go and try to find your party then? 
Um, yeah, DM, um, how collapsible are these blueprints? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yes. They look to be on kind of old paper. Um, you would have to be a little delicate with them. Mm. Um, if you wanted to, say, roll them up and throw them in your pack. Um, but there's no one else in here. Hey. <laughs> I'm going to do it. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, you do I'm it. I'm going to do it. Um, yeah, you get the sense that uh, with Faraday showing off her military credentials, she sort of got free reign of the place. Mm-hmm. Um, so you are wrapping that up. Uh, let's move to Shraya. <laughs> Shraya, you are, uh, you're exploring through your books. What are you doing? Uh, I would like to find the books on the, the history of the, or prehistory of the world. Uh, and I want to take a look inside, and I want to see if there is a section or uh, maybe an entire book uh, devoted to the the plane of air. Okay, um, make an investigation check for me. Oh, what did you? That's a seven. That's a seven. Um, you find a couple of storybooks that take place in the plane of air. Um, you don't find anything more along the factual lines, though. I'd like to open a storybook. <laughs> yes, you do. Yes! Okay. Um, Tell you us op- a story, dude. Oh, <laughs> boy. Um, <laughs> you open up this book, and it's a good story. <laughs> it's the best story does you've it, ever heard. It, it is it, it t- <laughs> a great story. Well um, told. No, you, uh, you open up this book, and it seems to be, like the one that you just happened to grab, uh, seems to be a, a novel, and um, as you flip through the first couple of pages, um, you are introduced to a, a main character by the name of uh, Ry, R-Y. And, um, and you sort of get introduced to, like, in the first couple of pages, like, his home life and, and how he, uh, he lives with his parents. But his parents have always, like, thought he needs to do more with himself. And uh, how far into this book are you going? <laughs> Uh, I'm going to actually just skim through the pages for any, uh, is it illustrated or just text? There are some illustrations. illustrations. It's not, it's not filled with illustrations, but every couple pages or so there's a little illustration. I'm going to skim through the pages and look at the illustrations and see if I can see any sorts of landforms or ways that the, the architecture of the, uh, plane itself manifests in the illustrations of the pages. Okay. Um, as you're looking through, uh, you see that the the first illustration um, is just like of Rye with like a backpack on and like he's kind of walking across a hill. Um, and then you keep flipping through and you see another photo um, of him like laying out underneath the stars. And then uh, you keep flipping through and then all of a sudden you see a picture of him like floating. And he's sort of, you can see like there's this this wind that's sort of wrapping him up and and um, making his his like jacket poof up and everything and uh, then you keep flipping through and eventually you do see a picture of Rye um, walking on what seems to be a cloud standing right next to another form of a creature made of air and wind and clouds I want to keep looking through the book to see if I can find anyone that looks like me there. okay um, you keep flipping through and uh about three quarters of the way through the book, um, you see that there is an illustration of three humanoids with 
feathers, with wings, um, with beaks very similar to yours. Um, and you can see that they are gliding along the paths of, of the, the currents of air in, in this uh, realm. And you can see Rai standing there once again with his backpack. And this form of air is sort of pointing out towards the uh, those humanoid creatures. I'd like to see if I can cross-reference this part of the story and look and see if if what they're saying about people who look like me are good or bad. Yeah. Or if they're... Okay. Oh. okay. Um, that breaks my heart. A single tear. <laughs> okay. Um, you, uh, you look through and you read the page that's next to that illustration. Um, and you see a, a box of text and you see that it is the, the creature of air that is speaking. And you see that he says to Rai, um, do you see Rai, the people of this place? They are peaceful and they enjoy their life. Do you see Rai, how they enjoy their life? Do you see Rai, the way that they enjoy their life? Do you see how happy they are in the place that they are? And that is the end of, of that section. And uh, I, I, my, the book's a little bit shaking, and I look <laughs> down, uh, uh, and I close the book, and I put it back on the shelf, and uh, I breathe heavily as I hold the crystal to my forehead, and I try to cast myself into, or cast my mind into the place that I was in when I was uh, communing in the temple not uh, much long ago and I and I say to myself if I could only if I could only know that peace if I could only know that joy if I could only bring that to this place to the people around me I must and then I head back down the stairs to try to find my party okay um as you do, Flynn. So, uh, I'll head to that area of all the, the magic uh, and spell books. I, what, what do I see? I'll just like walk up and down the aisles. I'm not really sure what I'm looking for. I just know that I want to learn more about magic. Um, are there spell books here? Is are there scrolls? Is it is it just history of magic? What, what am I looking at? Um, make a perception check for me. Sure. Uh, five, uh, ten. Sorry, a ten. Yeah, um, yeah you see, um, you go through the uh, the fiction section, and you see a bunch of storybooks about okay. magic and and the great magic users of of this world, and um, then you go through and you see a couple of biographies on some great magicians and um, some what looks almost like. Um, lecture notes mm-hmm. of of these great magic users and and possibly some of the students who uh, studied under them and their notes um, and uh, you don't see any like practical like how to like, like how to at the very end of the row though um, you do see like a, a very introductory level um, it is sort of like a how to it's it's like basics of magic this is and you see and it's stuff that you learned i've already known you you learned a while ago um so nothing necessarily of 
of interest to you on those. Could I go back to the biographies of uh, famous wizards and such? Yeah, of course. And I want to search for some people. Okay, who are you searching for in particular? Um, Hayfried. Okay. Xavier. <laughs> and uh, Melaru. Okay. Um, hey Make an investigation check for me. Sure. Sure. <laughs> Come on, Come on. Guys. Natural. Wait, you know what? I'm going to use one of the... No, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Where is it at? Um, all right. And, and uh, what is it again? Investigation? Investigation. <sighs> okay. Uh, another 10. Okay. I've anything. Um, I've anything. You do not. No. Ah! You don't find anything about those any specific of those people. names in particular. Okay. No. Okay. On my way back, uh, uh, or are you are you going to continue to search? Um, first of all, it was just the biography, right? And I'm I'm going through. Do I notice any anything of note of any magic users, good or bad people in the past that have now changed? Do I see if that's a possibility, um, or am I just reading a bunch of nonsense? Um, you actually, looking through, um, you're just about to leave, and, um, a, a particular book sort of catches your eye, and, and you take it off okay. of the shelf. Um, and it is titled The Tragedy of the Loss. And, um, flipping through, the first thing that you see on the very first page is a map of Elbor. And it's sort of zoomed in. It's like the middle of the continent. And you can see it is a map of the giant desert within the middle of the continent called the Waste. And it's sort of outlining, outlying cities and towns. Um, and uh, that's the, the, like the first page is just a map of the Waste um, and sort of a, an uh, illustrated version of it. Um, and... Uh, yeah, I'm going to say in order to learn any more, you would need to sit down with this book. Um, I'll sit down. And like bit. take take some time. Oh, it seems like that it. kind of thing. Um, I'll look to my left and I'll look to my right. <laughs> Do I see anyone? No one's there. I'm going to try and put it in my backpack. Okay. <laughs> make a sleight of hand check for me. Okay. Uh, 16. Fifteen. You now have the book. Shunk. Um... Yeah, in your pack you now have the tragedy of the loss. Tragedy of the loss. The tragedy of the loss. Okay, yes. got mm. it. And then I'll I'll head back down to where I left the party originally to reconvene. Okay, Oma. Yeah. What are you up to? I'm in the alchemical like potioning section of the library. I and up the stairs and turn right or no, left? No, right. Mm. That way. And so I <laughs> go, and she said it was going to be labeled, so I'm looking for the signs for, like, al- alchemy and magic and, and um, potions. And I have a silver potion with sparkly bits that I really, really want to cross-reference and find out what the heck it is. Um, <laughs> I've had it forever. That's the longest, <laughs> yeah, running goal. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to try and cross-reference it and find out what kind of potion it is. Okay, make an investigation check for me. 15. A 15. Okay, so um, you're looking through and you uh, search through and and you see that there's a section for um, like spell components 
Um, and you know that's probably not going to be it. Um, you look for um, like uh, you see a section for like mixtures, and and you go into that, and and you see another section for potions, and, and you go deeper into that. Um, and after looking through a little bit, you find a a massive book um, that is at the end of one of these like hallways, mm-hmm. and it is a massive tome on its own um, pedestal. And you look at that, and it seems to be like a general guide for for potions and um, non-cast magic. So you begin to flip through, and you see in the in the start there's a uh, a guide on how to search up potions, um, and you see that there are color-coded aspects to it. So you flip through, to flip through the reds, flip through the purples, flip through the greens, and you finally land on this silvery potion. Um, you look through. Come on. And you see exactly what you're looking for. Yeah! yeah! I saved gold! <laughs> okay. <laughs> this potion allows you to change your size quite dramatically. You find that it is a pretty complex potion um, as it's not... You see, uh, you need see another section before it uh, about a potion that's that looks a little similar. It's not quite the exact same thing. That either turns you small, turns you big, but that potion is set. Then you look down to the one that you have. Once you drink this potion, you can control the size that you want to be within certain parameters. Um, so you can change anywhere between three inches tall to. 16 feet tall. What? And once you drink the potion, you have complete control over that size range uh, for the next hour. You can change uh, back and you forth? You can go whatever size you want for an hour? You can be whatever size you want for an hour, between three inches and 16 feet. Of all the relevant skills <laughs> have... <laughs> Oh my God. So cool. I'm so glad I did this. That's amazing. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, I am... My mind is blown. <laughs> it does, just so you know, it does take an action to change the size. Uh-huh. There, There is, it's not an instant change. Sure. You are growing and shrinking, so it does take an action to change the size once you are a certain size. Great. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> we'll talk about it later. <laughs> great. Um, I love that. Um, um, I don't know when people are ready, like need, like I, I'm just gonna be here for a while. Um, but I would <laughs> like to look up, um, because this is a guide. So does it also have like ingredient lists and like how tos and like for each potion? Um, it, uh, it gives you like a brief overview. It doesn't. It's not like a, a recipe book. Okay. It doesn't give you the exact. It tells you sort of what they do. Um, uh, some of the ingredients that they're made out of, but it's not a complete list. Okay. Um, so that's that's what it is. Um. Then, in that case, I would like to find, um, yeah, I'd like to find a book with, 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 um, like, uh, recipes. I would like to find a book on, on, and I'm sure there are different types of uh, books on different mm-hmm, types of recipes, mm-hmm. so, um, first would be, I'd, I'd like to focus on trying to find, um, ingredients that are, um, like, assist with, 
um, distraction and disguise and, and things like that, but if not, just any ingredient book. Okay, make an investigation check for me. 15. 15, okay. Um, you look through and you, you at this point, knowing sort of where some of the books are at, um, you know where the section is for crafting, specifically crafting these potions. And you look through and you look around, no one's coming up for you, so you still got time up here. Um, so you go through book by book and you do find a book that deals with disguises and changing one's form. Do I find one on distractions? Um, yeah, you do as well. How big are they? Uh, they are uh, a pretty decent size. They're a couple pounds each. Okay. Um. It would be a little bit awkward, but you'd be able to carry both of them. I want them. Is there a place to check books <laughs> okay. out? Or... Yeah, I love how we're just robbing yeah. the library. Is there a place to check books out? Or is there <laughs> another way? You did see one. Come yeah, you okay. did see a I'm place not going to try and steal out. them. I'm going to try and check them out. Um, <laughs> What's the counter punishment for late fees? We're going to have a bit of them. <laughs> um, no, I'm going to check my books out okay. like a good citizen. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go to go to the checkout with my with my books. Okay, of, right. on disguise and distraction. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> did you find what you need for today? Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm so used to being small that I love to play with like makeup and make myself look different. And so I found this cool book that lets you um, make your face look different, and that sounds like so much fun. So I thought maybe I'd check it out. Uh, yes, you're more than welcome to. Um, so I, that is going to be just a deposit for the books in case you don't bring them back. <laughs> um, and then uh, once you return them, I will give you your full deposit back. What's the deposit? Um, for those two books, that's going to be two gold. Okay, here you go. Okay, thank you very much. Um, is there anything else I can help you with? This is amazing. I love it here. It's pretty nice. I do like it here. Um, are you... With the rest of your... I know everyone sort of went their different ways. Are you with the other people? I know them, yeah. But I'm, I'm just going to sit here and, and look at the books for a little bit and, and, and just look at my books for a little bit or your books that I'm borrowing um, until they come down. Okay, that sounds good to me. And she goes back to her work um, and I will send you what those books contain. Nice. Uh, nice. Um, I'm not going to read them off all one by one right now. Sure, but I will send you what sure. those books contain. Could I, during this time, have, have after stealing the blueprint, made my mm -hmm. way to infectious diseases? Sure. Sweet. Yeah, nice. okay. Um, what are you looking for specifically? I'm relatively acquainted with medicine. Mm -hmm. So I think I would just, I'm looking for, I want to find a disease that is the most lethal with the most ambiguous symptoms. Yes, exactly <laughs> what I want to do. Yes, dude. Oh. Amazing. Was, I'm so glad. Yes. <laughs> okay, make an investigation check. Oh, cocked. Okay, investigation. Uh, that is an 18. An 18. Oh, man. Okay. Um, you're looking through, and you see, as you're going through, you actually see a couple of textbooks that you've fully written and studied um, or not you haven't written them but you've studied and written in but, them yeah. um, and and all this and then um, eventually you get to a, a book on the most deadly diseases nice um, and what you find is a disease called dream rot 
Dream rot. Dream rot. Yes. Um, oh, that so, sounds lovely. <laughs> so um, you find that um, in the days leading up to death, um, that the person will completely lose their ability to dream at night, and then during the day when they're fully awake and conscious, will just instantly be submerged into dreams. Um, and with that, you aren't able to even tell if this person is in a dream or not in a dream. Um, it's it's pretty much like you you look at them and they look like they're acting normally, but to them, they are submerged into a dream and can only realize it once they actually come out of that dream. Um, and the people talking to them, interacting with them, are none the wiser. Um, so, there is that. Okay. How does Dream Rot kill you? Oh. Um, it, uh, it completely eats away at your brain. <laughs> cool. <laughs> The, uh, Aside from just disturbing your sleep, I disturbing guess. your sleep. It over the course of those, uh, um, the the longest someone has survived with dream rot um, is a total of three days. Three days. It is a uh, disease that comes from the uh, elemental plane of fire. Okay. And it makes its way into this plane through whatever means and infects someone. Um, and on almost nearly every case of dream rot. Um, when the body is, is eventually found on autopsy, brain is completely gone. It is completely just disintegrated or rotted away. Okay. Is there any indication of how one might get dream rot besides just like planner shifts or portals? Planner shifts. Um, uh, people who have been to the plane of fire coming back who are carriers and then possibly passing that on to someone else. So it's in, it is in fact... Oh. It is infectious. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Great. Perfect. Great. I love this. <laughs> Terrifying. T- highly infectious. Please let us take Guards it out of here. Guards do not want to go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm obsessed. So fun. It's coming together, baby. <laughs> <laughs> the plan. <laughs> All right. Guys, we should go to the library more often. I know, right? Let's go. <laughs> Uh, I guess that's it. I guess that I'm sated or unless there's a, unless there's an alternate <laughs> but I imagine that's the most compelling one I find that's the best one you can find all right, all right. and I'm just looking of, over his shoulder because I followed him because he's the source of my gold and I just say Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, be careful if you're traveling amongst the different planes don't know what you're gonna bring back there are diagrams in in the oh. book, so just Ooh. To give you more of a visual, there are diagrams for this. Oh, yeah. Um, but that that's what you find. Um, right. And then after that, you guys all eventually make your way down. Everyone sees Olma sitting there with her books in uh, this little lobby area. And you guys all make your way back together. I would like to interrupt the librarian's work one more time. Okay. I approach her and I ask, just out of curiosity, I don't know as well how libraries operate. Are you the kind of person who also just has general knowledge of the world and the history of this city and others? Well, um, if I did not work in the library, um, certainly my age would be a testament to that, so yes. Well, I don't look a day older than uh, 42. Uh, That is quite the compliment, thank you. Yes, of course. uh, And uh, my general question I have is is really about uh, Kaldurian history as a whole. Uh, I find myself traveling to all sorts of places, uh, 
sort of serve as a point of contact in this world for the wideness of the world, and uh, I'm constantly learning things uh, as I try to imitate a uh, cadence that perhaps our, our friend who was writing the bug a little bit of a while back uh, was just sound more convincing. Uh, is there a... What is Kaldor's uh, sort of mission as a people, as a civilization? Why is there a, a drive to uh, continue to expand outward? And sort of a additional question to that, uh, in, in terms of building more wealth, uh, is it just seen as a matter of course, uh, just a logical conclusion to continually set up mines further and further into Elbor? Um, so I, I guess I can't speak for everyone here, but um, the the mindset of Kaldur is um, very much that we are a well, stubborn people. Um, and uh, if we set our minds to a goal, that is going to be completed. Um, and I guess that is extending to the rest of the world currently. Um, and uh, I believe personally, and from what I've seen, only this sort of security can bring a lasting peace. Does that extend to uh, the way you acquire and accumulate resources is then fortifying those areas as well? Yes, um, there are uh, numerous expenses, I would assume, military and otherwise, in order to uh, keep that security going. So uh, mining is is one of our people's longest uh, historied ways of, of doing that. And how do you maintain this sort of security in the world's farthest reaches, away from the battlefront, but as you extend even further into the furthest reaches of the world, how, how is there succinct communication? How is there a consistency? I take it that oh, there is a consistency. The, the people of our nation who reach out to the farthest reaches of the world are by far the bravest and, and the most commended here, um, if, if um, I do say so. Um, they are uh, a people who are brave and going out into the wilderness and and discovering new things and bringing back those resources for us to to use in this world um they are truly the best of us aye the best the best of the best you might say i i would yes and i and i and i uh, nod my head and and uh, you've been very helpful thank you I, I, turn, I appreciate as i turn back toward my party uh, I think they got, uh, at least uh, we were successful on our front. How'd everybody do? I mean, I didn't really find too much, but I'm guessing you guys did. We okay? We've got what we need. But I, I, like, widen my eyes to indicate that I have stolen the map. <laughs> <laughs> I'm checking out these two books. They're super exciting. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah, checking them out. Cool. Yeah. That's right. Checking out books. Okay, cool. Awesome. What'd you get? Um, uh, just some fun potion books. Oh, cool. Awesome. How, how long is the checkout period? Or is it indefinite? Um, I didn't ask, but I, I think it's just that I get to check it out. And then, like, when I bring it back, I get my deposit back. There wasn't really a timeline. Huh. Is the librarian next to us? Yeah. Sorry. 
So, did she hear that? I'll turn to her and just look she at her. She didn't seem to notice anything. No. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Hey. Hello. Hi. Um, how does the checkout period work? Um, you pretty much pay for the books up front. Uh-huh. And then if you bring them back uh, within the allotted time period, um, then you get your full deposit back. But if I, like, forget, do you guys throw me in jail? Sometimes. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, so do I just not no, get my deposit it, back and I just keep the book, basically? I, I would ask that you don't. Um, these but are like, all very unique books. If I were to die, I remember if, you know, the book would go dis- disappear. Hypothetically, yes. It would be fine. You would have paid for it. Okay. Before. Guys, I'll be right back. And I run back up to the area where the books are, <laughs> where the magic books are, and I will wait until it's close is clear I will pull the book out of my bag put it in the shelf pull it back out and run back down with the book do I have to do anything oh that's a good selection um, yeah um, I'd like to check this out please okay five gold pieces thank you five. okay alright here you go and I'll give her five gold. okay no, no, walk right to the group <laughs> um, and, and the both of you you both have these books for three weeks until uh, we have to start chipping away at that uh, deposit and you won't get your full uh, money back. You Just so it. you know. Three you weeks. Got it. Three got weeks. It. But if you come back, you can check them out again and you'll get and another then you're fine. three okay. weeks and then we're good. Cool. Okay. We'll yeah. do. Definitely we'll bring them back. Gotta come back every three weeks. Yep. Okay. Alright. Um, let's go get lunch. Is that same? Is yeah, it, are you hungry, Faraday? I, mean, I mean, we you spent hungry? all afternoon here, so I'm guessing it's like we probably spent a good amount, a good chunk of time. Yeah, it's it's uh, getting into the late afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. So like a late yeah. lunch, early dinner. Mm-hmm. That sounds good. Um, where's the fancy restaurant, Faraday? Onto the Broken Lantern. They're <laughs> <laughs> lucky Okay. She is stoked. Awesome. Um, you guys get to the Broken Lantern and uh, you can see that they're just starting to set up for their dinner service. Um, and the first thing that you hear um, walking up is this music that is like just way too loud. It's like pouring out into the street. Um, and as you look into one of the windows, you can see a live band um, off in the, the corner and they've already started to play. Um, and it's like, it's some pretty like upbeat music. Like, you know, foot tapping music and uh, as you guys walk in the interior ambiance is the exact opposite um, you guys walk in and the walls are this this dark mahogany lining everything you see um, there's like blue and green paint on the walls and and um, there's like these these um, sconces like it looks like a, a fancy fancy restaurant all the seats are like made out of leather and everything but Ooh. the music is the exact opposite of that. And uh, it's like party music going on in here. <laughs> um, is there a way to look at what the prices are going to be like? To look at like a menu? Yeah, as you walk in, there's there's a little menu plaque there. Just so that we can know what to expect. Okay. Um, uh, what you can expect is uh, the average meal price here is about 15 gold. Um, what? And there are expensive cuts of meat. There are um, luxury wines and alcohols. There are these, uh, you can see that there's a, uh, at the bottom, there's a um, chef accredited to the, the menu. And uh, yeah, seems to um, be a pretty upscale place. Yeah, I have a 
that if Faraday wants to eat here, we can pay for her lunch, but I'm not eating here. That pay do you know what our suite cost last night for that yeah. fancy room? I would rather spend my money on the bathtub. I will very much be eating here. I will be splurging <laughs> and taking advantage of some of their, their rare meats. Right, Did I read that correctly? Okay, so do you guys want to have a nice dinner together and we'll meet you after? I'll look at Tryon. Does it seem like he wants me to stay or go? Well, I would, <laughs> I would say. What kind of vibe am I getting? Uh, I do think it would be good for cohesiveness, especially considering what our plans are tomorrow, uh, that we stay together. So I may just ask the chef something before we leave. Got it. Okay. So you I want mean, me to is it weird to sit with her while she eats and then we'll just eat later? We've done weirder things. That's true. So we'll just watch you eat. Maybe we can just have the bread. <laughs> yeah, that's what they do. Um, you can eat whatever you, you want to eat. You can see little baskets of bread <laughs> out on the table. It's you can, eat, you can eat whatever you want to eat. I'm not paying for it. So. Okay. Yeah, I might grab us something we can split or something. I think that sounds good. I, I we owe Faraday uh, 15 gold still. So 30 it. total, basically, with the meal together. So 15 for the meal and then 15 for... Right. Come on, people. We're in the capital of an entire civilization. Who knows... The next time we're going to be able to um, see things or she, taste things like this. She wants a hundred more gold, though. If she comes with us. That oh, yeah, we don't it. need her. Maybe. We don't need you. All I'm saying <laughs> I'll, I'll, just, like, I'll just tap her on the on the arm and be like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry about her. She is very Let's blunt. get lunch. Sometimes she just gets hangry. <laughs> and I will turn towards the... Uh, Concierge, the hostess, the host, whatever. A, a young dwarven man right. in even a fancier suit than the dwarven man you saw earlier today. Will he uh, even let us in dressed like this? Um, he looks at you guys up and down and uh, with his hands behind his back and he says, are you all going to be dining with us this evening? Yes, um, we're actually treating a friend um we haven't seen in a while that is in the military here, or was in the military here, and we haven't oh. we wanted to treat them to a meal. In that case, um, please, we I, we have uh, seats right over here. Thank you. And I uh, I actually pull out the purse that was handed to me by the uh, Kaldurian general uh, for, in exchange for when I did that little transaction, uh, and I say that was on that was that was, on, that was not a Kaldurian general. Oh, the, oh right, right, right. That, that was, was the opposite. That was, that was, that was who they're at war again. Oh. It, I, I would <laughs> I would imagine, I'm not saying any of this out loud. Uh, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just, I'm pulling out, I'm pulling out the purse that was handed to me, and I'm gonna say, and some small bites, no d'oeuvres for the rest of them on me. And I kind of just open it up, and there's just like gold gleaming in there. Oh, um, okay. Um, yes, we have the beautiful corner seat over and over there. Um, please, if there's anything I can do for all of you, um, just ask. Thank you. Thank uh, you, honey, and sir. I'll head to the seats and check out the menu. Okay. Um, the uh, music is a little distracting in here, uh -huh. um, but you're able to, to read over the, oh, the right. menu. Um, and uh, yeah, you read over the menu. You can see that there are, it's it's one of those places that's like so fancy, it only has like three things. Um, great, so you can great. see that there is a uh, vegetarian option, there is a fish option, and then there is a meat option. Well, there it is. I would like one of the meat options and a glass of wine. Okay. Um, what kind of wine? 
what kind, what kind of wine is here? <laughs> it's, it, they've got a selection. Um, they've actually got uh, an entirely separate menu for I'll, the I'll, wines and alcohol. I'll grab it and I'll just hand it to Verity. Pick wine. <laughs> Not the most expensive one. And I'm going to look through and I'm going to find more towards like the medium kind of and a nice, gentle Cabernet. Perfect. Uh, can I do that? Um, a glass of that. Um, the meat option. And do you have like a shared, I guess I'll look to try it. Are, are we, are you taking care of the shared stuff? Yes. Okay. As long as, and I do have a preference for any of these rare meats not to come from any region to the northwest of Blackpool, if possible. I, okay. <laughs> yeah. Good. I mean, all of our uh, cattle is locally sourced. So. Oh, of course it is, right. Well, for a second I thought uh, you were uh, uh, up to the caliber of a place that imported meats, but I guess I was wrong. Anyway, um, maybe a round of waters as well would be great, and I'll I'll slide him a gold. I'll just slide him a gold after that. Okay. Thank you. He takes the gold and, looking at Shreya, very slowly puts it in his pocket. <laughs> Making friends everywhere you go. Yeah, you know, just doing great, doing great. And um, after a couple minutes, uh, the food comes out. It is beautiful and probably the, the most the best smelling food you guys have have smelled in a long time. I am just visibly uncomfortable in this <laughs> whole setting. Like all, every element of it I've, is disturbing to me. I also I don't like, like it here. I feel like myself. dirty and confused and I am like fidgeting in my seat a lot. I'm yeah. very self-conscious of my dirty rag arm. <laughs> I'm just like very bewildered and you can kind of sometimes just see me kind of like bobbing my head a little bit. <laughs> but I keep going back. <laughs> all right. Um, but uh, you guys have a frankly beautiful meal. Um, and just as you guys are finishing up, you can see more and more people coming in just as the dinner service is actually beginning. You guys sort of hit that weird in-between time. Um, so you guys see more people coming in as you guys are finishing up the meal. Um, all right. So, Faraday, what do you think? What do you make of this plan? First of all, I think you're absolutely crazy. Um, <laughs> Wouldn't be a first. <laughs> and I clap him on the back. Ah. <laughs> Ow. I honestly don't think you can do it without me. Um, you'd be surprised. I found out some pretty cool things that we can talk about later. <laughs> Why do you think that we can't do it without you? First of all, getting in... May I see that seal you are speaking of? Maybe later. We're in the middle of a restaurant right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I just want to verify. Yeah, do they ever change, like, or update, like, like, would I be able to, like, know the quality and make sure it's a good quality seal? Um, like, you would definitely be able to tell a fake, but you know that the military hasn't updated their, what it visually looks like in years and years. Um as I'm familiar with some of the documentation that they use, I can verify the um, credentials that you will be essentially forging. Um, also, and no offense, as I sort of look around the group, I believe you need the manpower. If it gets into a fight, probably. <sighs> We're hoping it won't come to blows. 
We don't want to make anyone a traitor. I Taylor! Taylor! <laughs> I need a tailor. A, tra- a traitor of fine goods and wares. Mm-hmm. She does know the area well. We have maps, or we looked at maps, but it might be nice to have someone in there, too. Here's what troubles me. Why the exorbitant sum of gold? We were sent here from a mutual friend who has altruistic motives to redeem some terrible crime he's done. Of which we're well aware. We've seen the statues. And you led us to believe that you too have committed some crime you're repentant for. So, in my mind, charging gold for giving your help doesn't help your debt at all. So, I'm confused as to your motivations here. And if I don't know your motivations... And I don't know if I can trust you when the clouds darken the skies. We're not, like, swimming in wealth here. We're just going day by day and just trying to help the world. So it's... It's kind of weird for you to be like, hey, so-and-so sent me here to help you. Also give me, like, all the money you have. (laughs) You know? I did not say give me all the money you had. But I you don't know how much money I have. That is all the money I have. You did ask for all the money I have. You don't know how much I have. That is literally all the money I have. You are more than welcome to find and try to find any other mercenary. But we, we didn't try to it. find you. You were sent to us to help because you want peace. Or so you say. Or so you say, yeah. So... So which is it? We didn't look for a mercenary. We were just going to do this on our own and figure it out. So do you want peace or do you want to be a mercenary? Because those seem like they don't go together. Oma, take a look around here. Take a look around the walls. Take a look at the people. You see them dining. You see them laughing. You see... Maybe less in this place, but in other dining establishments. You see beings, creatures, races, people coming together. When you're on the war front, you're treated as a body. But when you step into a tavern, it's, it's just your friends, your family. It's a way to build connections, and as ridiculous as it sounds, I would like to one day open a tavern. So you're a mercenary until you can open a tavern and make people happy? It sounds absolutely ridiculous, but after you've been through war and seen the pain and how it tears apart communities, and destroys families and relationships. A tavern is a magical place that brings people together. Faraday. If you open a tavern now, it doesn't end the war. But mm. if you help us make peace, That doesn't mean you can't make money and open a tavern later. It just means you're opening a tavern 
outside of war. And wouldn't that be better? Oma, I need the funds. I have family also that I need to take care of. If you would like my assistance, there is a fee for that. Right, but why is it 125 gold pieces? Like, I've literally never seen that much money before. I, we came here on a boat and we were paid six gold pieces for 24 hours of work. Like, I just don't understand. <laughs> I just don't understand. I just don't see the, the... It's not that you want to be paid for your work, okay? Everybody should be paid for the work they do. But at the end of the day, we are all just bodies. And we are just valued for what we do. And... Why should you get so much more than everybody else around you for the same amount of time of work. As I said, you can absolutely try to find someone else who can assist you with this. But I don't know if we need anybody to assist us. You haven't really shown us that, like, we need any help. Or that we can trust you. don't know how else to show you that the value that I can provide other than I honestly do not think you can do this alone. I think you need the backup. I think you need But can't 25 gold pieces call us good and a nice dinner? 25 pieces doesn't even buy a horse. It is Horses pretty- are more trouble than they're worth. <laughs> <laughs> and to be fair, where else can you get work that'll give you 25 gold? We've... <laughs> we got six gold for working on a We scarred the countryside. <laughs> so yes, it, it, it's probably fine if you want to split to find other work, but it's not going to be even near what we could pay you, which is 25 gold. We are in a capital city. To be honest, I've never really understood all that much about how these gold pieces operate just that you give them and you get things and you give more of them and you get other things I suppose in a capital city where the there's the leads and the I don't know the beings that control the other beings in the place where all the power is concentrated I guess that things cost more here but even at that I I don't think I've ever... It would be more money than I've ever seen in my life as well. Hell, here's my estimation. Right. We could go find any other mercenary, but you're the one with the military ties, and you have some kind of commitment to helping us from Hayfried, so that uh, uh, is in your favor. Um, and the consideration that this is essentially hazard pay. <laughs> you don't have to go with us. If you don't, if you had so much of a hazard we for you, we just need your way in. We just need your uh, validation that we're uh, of our credentials. If you will, um, we have to bring you along to get us in the door. That is true. But I've been on the warfront. I've treated men that your allies cut down, cut the limbs off of, bombarded with cannon. 
and I've treated your allies, who have been captured. I've repaired them. And I don't seek funds for some hollow attempt at redemption. To create a place like this, where the inequality is evident on the walls and on the ridiculous meals. So, I don't trust you as far as I can try. And I don't understand what you're after. Are there other things you value the besides money that might be able to suffice? Yeah, we could also owe you one. I have very little gold. I have 40. I'll put it in toward this exorbitant fee. I, I don't care about the money. It's, it's not, not important to me. It's not about that. It's that... It, it, it's that... I agree with Calic. You, you spout out how much you want to work for peace. And then you... You, you want to eat at this fancy restaurant for no reason. You want... Tons of gold to be a mercenary so that you can open a tavern to do this to people? I just don't understand. I mean... The risk is great. She doesn't know us. And, um... Yeah, but if you take all of our gold, how do we eat the next day? How do we get a roof over our head? It's true. It does sound like peace should be the payment that she's getting. But it doesn't seem like that's all she wants. Rescue and Xavier from the prisoner isn't a direct line to peace, right? It helps us on our goals. And I think Xavier can probably help us a great deal if he's as powerful as he seems to be just from the amount of work done he, to keep him. That's actually a good point. He may be able to help further your goals farther than gold can potentially he might have magical ways of getting you a tavern he might have who knows we have also failed to consider that savior might have in his possession things that are worth more than even twice three times 20 125 gold and that there would be some kind of gratitude from him i don't want to assume anything of course but I, if I were locked up and someone broke me out of a prison that I had no idea what the end time would be, I would be incredibly grateful. Um, we didn't live in a life of luxury. We stayed out of cities. I, I don't know what you're expecting from him. Just because he's got talent doesn't mean he's got like a bunch of savings because money doesn't matter. Do we have the gold to pay her or not? Because we do. the thing of value here is Xavier's life. That's what we're preserving. That's all I care about. But I don't know if we need her. March would do it for free. She gets us through the front door. That's it. That's enough. For 50 gold. I look over it. Yeah, <laughs> I raise my eyebrows. There it is. And I look, I look down, trying to look him up and down. I hold my breath, I puff my chest down. <laughs> Essentially trying to look him up and down. <laughs> and I just uh, stroke my chin. 
90. In addition to what we've already paid and your dinner, or including what we've already paid you and your dinner. Enough to buy a horse. I don't want the actual horse. I'm just giving a relation you of what said is. not even enough to buy a horse. So. <laughs> or you can not make anything today. And then it's a waste. And then you have to trek all the way back. Thirty-eight. To Hayfried with nothing. And we'll be telling Hayfried all about your help. Fifty-five. After it's done. Deal. Deal. I stick my hand up in the air to shake <laughs> to shake hers. And all right. And uh, with that, uh, not so steady uh, relationship forged. <laughs> Tensions building. Tension no building kidding. within the group. Um, that is where we're going to end today's session. We're going to call it right there. <laughs> oh, yes. oh boy. Spicy. Spicy. Yeah. Um, we're going to call it right there. Thank you all so much for listening, and we can't wait to see you guys again next week. Bye, nerds. Bye, Bye nerds. Hi, nerds. It's Russ here. I just wanted to say thank you for listening. Uh, make sure to rate, review, subscribe, wherever you're listening to. It really does help us out. We do love doing this and your support means a lot to us. Also, we do have a Patreon uh, going on. If you want to get more content and you want to see more of our beautiful faces um, in the form of reacts where we usually uh, react to any of the episodes coming out and uh, it's kind of our thoughts after after the craziness. Um, and speaking of craziness, I'll see you in the next one. Bye.